Welcome to Lead a Horse to Water. My name is Howard Paley, educator, storyteller. Our podcast is about leadership. It's about mentorship and what we can learn from each other. Today we have a little bit of a special episode for two reasons. First of all, we get to bring in our co-host for the first time, so I'd like to welcome Joe Moreno. Hey, Howard. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm glad you finally made it. Yeah, well, you know, um, when I, while I was listening to you talk about this intro about you being an educator and a storyteller, I would probably go more with the storyteller, simply because I've been hearing your stories for quite a while, ever since you started teaching in Mesa. We both were teaching at the same junior high. You know, so not only were an ed- you were an educator, but you were also a storyteller. I really appreciate you acknowledging that and letting that go first. But I'd, I'd like to acknowledge most of the stories were based in fact. Oh, really? I said based ah, on fact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joe and I, this may be the first time you're hearing us together, but this is actually our fourth different show we've been on. We shared another brick in the wall. Correct. Then we did Taking It to the Streets. That's right. And we put together a podcast that quite hasn't seen the light of day, uh, but it's going to find itself. We're still massaging it, so to speak. It, there's subtle nuances that need to be smoothed out. Correct. Wrinkles, if you will. Yeah. But uh, look out for uh, 51 or 49. Whose fault is it? Because that's, that's going to come at some point as well. You know, the second reason today is special is uh, today's the 4th of July. Yeah. And uh, uh, our guests on the podcast will be our founding fathers. Music has always been a part of the work Joe and I do, and we thought no better way than to start with our own little version of Blessings of Liberty in honor of our founding fathers. Well, you know, it's been a while since I've uh, done a song like that. You know, it's uh, when I when I was teaching, I used to um, change the lyrics to songs to fit a particular historical event. Right, right, and right. And so I always have a fun time doing that. But the hard part is trying to find the right song to fit that particular event or whatever. You know, it's not it's not always easy. When we had talked about getting this together, um, I kind of sat down and was going through all these different songs, trying different things, but they just didn't fit. And then all of a sudden I'm going, oh, wait a second, this Lumineer song. 
I kind of like how it works, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but and, and I got to tell you, there's two little pieces. First of all, my wife Sharon is not like a like a distant relative of one of the Lumineers. I don't know which one, but I'll have to find that out. Oh, and wow. Maybe we'll add it to our liner notes here. And then I really thought when you were talking about remembering doing these kinds of songs and how difficult it's because you're not used to performing with such a fine vocalist at your side. I Correct. Think maybe you know, that was it. I did, I did like, you know, the little, um, ho, hey, those are very succinct, shall we say. You know, people underestimate how difficult it is to be a backup singer. But, I know, uh, well. But when you're, not, when you're not Beyonce, you know, then you just got to be happy being one of Destiny's Child. That's right. So. And, the, you know, the only thing was, hopefully we didn't, um, what, what word am I looking for? Um, bother anybody um, with the word ho. Well, that is... Hey. Um, you know, it's... Do I got to go to like a PG-13 rating on that? Um, hopefully not. Okay, I mean, we're just going to go with the H-O That's version. Right. And, and you know, like, ho, ho, ho from right, Santa. Right. Or, or like, like Jews, when we're surprised, we're like, aye. Or like, it could be like, ho. That's right. Hey. Aye. <laughs> you know. It works, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I got to ask you, you were a history teacher. And although I did teach a smidgen of history with, uh, with some folks, with Kim Lilly, as you remember. Right. Uh, I really wasn't a history teacher. So to you, what, when you think of the founding fathers, what does that mean to you? Because that's what we're going to get advice from today is our okay, founding Well, you fathers. know, when, when uh, you would ask me to up here or be on your show, you know, I knew uh, I'd been listening to the questions that you ask about mentorship, you know, things like that, you know, who was a important person or who affected you uh, as a leader. And when you asked me just now about founding fathers and I'm thinking, you know, I think about my father, you know, and that's going back a a ways not not far not as far back as our founding fathers, but you know um, we were in California a couple of weeks ago, and um, I looked and had that question in the back of my mind, and as we were walking around this little nice um, area in in the Riverside uh, city of Riverside. There was a bronze statue of um, Cesar Chavez. Hmm. And the thing is this, is as I looked at the statue and all of the people that were behind him who had picked grapes and lettuce and, you know, a lot of different fruits, and it was almost like he was bringing them up from, you know, from the time that they were picking and, you know, they... and things weren't going well for them right. to becoming stronger. Right, right. And as I glanced down, I looked at a saying and it said, si se puede. And to me, I'm going, wow, you know, I think I remember that. Um, I remember the fact is you can do it. Si se puede, you can do it. Um, you can make things happen. Um, and even though I know that on your program, you're looking for something rather than your parents. But I look at my parents, especially my dad. Um, I look at what he taught me. And um, 
and it brought me back to our founding fathers. Mm -hmm. There's a quote by Franklin, Benjamin Franklin. It says, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember. Involve me and I learn. And I, as I was reading that, I said, you know, that's what my dad did. And as well as my mom, both of them. You know, they didn't just tell me things. They taught me and they involved me in them so I could learn them and I could remember them. So that's kind of when, you know, when I was there, it was kind of uh, an interesting side note that I was there and all of a sudden I see this and that it kind of reminded me of the questions that you ask on your podcast. And I thought, well, you know, hopefully um, Howard will, you know, pay enough money to get me on the show you know, and um, maybe we can talk a little bit, a little bit about what was going on. Well, you know, I've got so many things to unpack there, but let's start with Franklin because he was clearly a founding father yes. in in the definition of what I initially intended. And um, gosh, I mean, as as a pair of educators, um, that was our whole job: was to how did we involve our students? How could we get them involved? How could we engage them? How could we give them at bats? Chances right. to swing, chances to learn, chances to read. How, what was some of your favorite ways that you found that you could engage students that uh, allowed them to learn who they are? Not just learn the facts, but learn how it applies to them. How did you engage them? How did you involve them? I think probably one of the things that I always remember when students, will, when I'll see, see them three or four or five years later, um, Maybe working somewhere at a at a fast food restaurant or working at um, you know who knows where just different places that high school students and then eventually college students end up working was the fact that they said they enjoyed my class because I made it uh, so they loved the learning. It wasn't like I was just spewing facts to them, but I was telling them how important it was to know this. And to apply it to them right now. Not just because it happened centuries ago. But you know what? The things that they were saying. How does it affect you today? You know. History of. You know. There's that saying of. Um, what is it about history if we don't. Those, are, those who forget the past. Right. Are condemned to repeat it. Correct. And so. I think that's one of the things that. Um, I tried to do. With. Uh, my students in my history classes, we would we would do the same thing that I enjoy doing. Would be we would look at a current event and then they would have to pick a song and change it. So they'd have to learn about what was going on. It wasn't just oh I have to learn about you know what year you know the Magna Carta was signed or something like that. But events that were happening right now that were, that were affecting them. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I remember. And, and I, I so remember when kids would be engaged in learning that you could see them a year later, five years later, 25 years later, and they remember the engagement. They may not remember the lesson that you taught, but they right. remember how they were. They'll remember we did songs. We did songs that, that built that connection to them. And uh, uh, I also have to bring up though the the Cesar Chavez quote, "Si se puede," because it's a common. We live in Arizona, and I have, uh, uh, as an Arizonan, it's hard not to adopt that 
that advice. Sure. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went back to the beginning of the Declaration of Independence, when in the course of human events. And, and that whole Declaration of Independence is us as a country saying, yes, we can. Right. And, right. and I just really want to thank you bringing your dad in, bringing the founding father of the Moreno clan. Right. The founding father of... Uh, uh, American Latinos and and what and the reminder of the excellence that uh, uh, we all bring to the melting pot, and yet you still brought Brent, Ben Franklin in. And the well, you know, things. and you know, staying with the founding fathers, I wanted to also add another quote from Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Like, you know, you know um, which is almost similar to what we were talking about. If you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. And when we're talking about si se puede, that's kind of what we're saying here. You know, how are you going to change things if you're not willing to, to change things? Right. Right, right. We all want change, but sometimes we forget that the change has to start with the man in the mirror. Correct. And that once you can create that change, then you can create the change outside. Well, you know, when I think of some of the advice, I think of one of Ben Franklin's. And I mean, we could do a whole podcast on Correct. Poor Richard's Almanac and, oh, and that whole thing. But one of my favorites, and it's really what got me started in the podcast business, is he said, either write something worth reading or do something worth writing. And I feel like the first half of my life, that first 40 years in education, mm -hmm. allowed me to do something worth writing that to help people, to support others. And this podcast is my chance to hopefully uh, create something that is worth listening to. Right. So I, I got to bring Ben in there. So uh, uh, another one for us, or is it my turn still? Still your turn. Okay, I'm going to go with... George Washington. Hmm. I mean, this dude was the founding fathers of founding fathers. First of course. I mean, he didn't have a great record in battles, but 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 when you hear but but when you think of George Washington, what story comes to mind? Oh, chopping a tree, of course. Right. You know, but, but did it? But did that happen? I don't think that happened, and I don't even like that whole idea. In fact, this is why I picked this one. He said, "Associate yourself with men of good quality, if." You esteem your own reputation, for tis better to be alone than in bad company. Whoa. But I like bad company. They're uh, a great group. Oh, I do like bad company. You're right. The song, bad yes, company. Yes, the song, is, bad is, company. It's a great song. But, uh, but I think I like this idea that sometimes, I don't know, though, there's, because there's some fun in bad company. Of course, you know. But, but then too much fun. So I, I think... The idea is is maybe dip your toes in bad company. Right. But don't hang out with bad company. Don't That's become true. associated with bad company. Right. I mean, you eventually are going to have to decide, you know, what you want to do. And just like that quote had said before, you know, if you want to change things, you have to be the instigator of that change. Right, right. You know? That's right, because... That it's it's all connected here now that you must make the choice. Now, I'm going to throw one out here for you because Jefferson wrote, obviously, at the very beginning, and he said that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. 
So I'm going to ask you, what do you think he meant when Jefferson said men? When I, whenever we've talked about that particular quote, um, when he's talking about men, he's not talking about just males. He's talking about everyone, you know. Um, and I think that we have, we tend to forget that sometimes. Um, men, because initially a long time ago, only men could own land. Right, right. There was a time when only men could have a credit card. Right, right. Recently. Yeah. I mean, what was it, maybe in the years, 60s? Years. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, um, how is it that we've come, or we're supposed to have come this far, but yet our thinking is so backwards sometimes? We get caught up in the judgment, you know, so... We know, we, we hold that truth to be self-evident that all people are, are created equal, yet we still judge them. We still, oh, he's not as smart as me, or, or, or they're not as good at this as me, or they're not as nice as me, not as rich as me, they don't look like me. Right. There we are judging instead of recognizing that we are all created equal. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and that's an amazing quote. It's, um... But I'm going to throw one more because, you know, a lot of times we say founding fathers, we forget about women and and one of the great founding fathers to me who was female was Abigail Adams. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, had so many great things to say about uh, uh, life and advice. But one of my favorites is that she wrote a letter to her husband, John Adams, uh, about a month and a half before the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. And she wrote, I desire you would remember the ladies and be more generous and favorable to them than your ancestors. Hmm. So this idea of all men being created equal was clearly a conversation about women, about people, and, and I'm sure even at the time about slaves. Right. And, and because this is, um, your show focuses a lot on mentorship and leadership, there was a quote that I had found that I thought would be apropos, would be, a good mentor hopes you will move on, but a great mentor knows you will. Oh, I do like that one. I do like that one. I, I, I mean, it's such a reminder that the, the hope when you work with people is that they don't need you anymore. Right. That's the whole idea. You know, and, and when, I, when I found that, um, I happened to be, my wife and I had been, had been out uh, having dinner, and um, as we were walking out, the young man came and opened the door and he said, hey, Mr. Moreno, I, I thought that was you. And um, I go, hey, how's it going? And he said, I'm doing well. And I said, uh, man, you're out of high school now? And he goes, I'm going to college. And, um, you know, and it made me think of this quote about um, as a mentor, you're hoping that um, that people move on but more so is your your a great mentor knows that you will and i and i think that the students that i've had that um i taught that i hope that i was saying that that they're going to move on right you right. know they don't need you anymore right and that's a good thing sometimes but they but not needing you but still remembering the what you imparted to them what they learned with right. you that never leaves them Right, and I, mean, I, and I guess uh, I kind of said that wrong because um, you, we never know as an educator 
if we're making a difference. But when that happens, you know you did. Right, right. Whatever. And as a mentor, that gives you that, oh, I know I did that. And I, I always say 1%. What's the, what's the, what does 1% matter? If we offered 1% of support to someone's learning, mentorship, that's a difference between right. winning and losing from mm -hmm. success or not success. You know, uh, I have to get this one in because part of our podcast isn't just the advice that we get from others, but also what we give to others. And so I'm going to steal this one from the um, musical Hamilton. Oh, okay. And it's Aaron Burr who was talking to Alexander Hamilton and, and gave him the advice, talk less, smile more. Ah. And for me as a storyteller, it's a good <laughs> reminder. That's right. To talk less and smile more. So thank you, Aaron Burr, for, for that nugget. And then my last official founding father advice is a chip on the shoulder is too heavy a piece of baggage to carry through life. Wow. John Hancock. Uh, I like that. I so like that. I know that for me, I've been battling ranklement, which is like a lower level of resentment. I just like rankled more than resented. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and I, I love this quote, that, that, that chip on the shoulder. It's not worth it. That's too much baggage. It is. It is, you know. Um, it's, but it's hard to let go sometimes. It's hard to, you know, to appreciate the things that we have. Um, Gratitude. Right. And, uh, you know. I was kind of hoping when I said, I don't know if I can, that you would just turn to me and say, Si se puede. That's right. Yes, you can. <laughs> and, and it would have just been a nice little closure there. That's uh, right. I hope this is not the last time Joe co-hosts with me, and I'm expecting that you'll be back. We also got to grill him with the four questions. You can't let anybody buy and get out of this place eventually of course, you know. without grilling you. Uh, any final thoughts from our founding fathers, from your founding fathers, or anything as we close up today's episode? I think... One of the things that I would like to say is um, there are many times that uh, politicians will use quotes from our founding fathers, but people will look them up and say, no, this wasn't a quote from our founding fathers. And, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, we've got, we've got to be, um, what word am I looking for? I, I don't know. Um, I, I know, I don't want to get political on your show. It's just that I feel sometimes that we tend to use things for our own benefit instead of looking at what it's really saying, you know. I'm not going to use it, uh, you know, against somebody or whatever, but you look at a quote to, to help people. Right, or right. Or to understand something about yourself, maybe. Right, right. Right, and, and, and not to use it as a weapon to Correct. push people or, or to create fear. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. I, and I'll bring a little politics in, is politics are not about creating fear. Politics should be about creating solutions. In fact, politics, the word is about communication and about compromise and reaching consensus. That's what politics is, not fear-mongering. And, right. I, found and I you know, it goes by all the quotes that we were talking about today. I don't see any of them as being negative. I see them as being positive things. You know, helping people understand 
you know, these are what we're aspiring to be. Uh, you know, uh, we want everyone created equal. Right, right. You know, we're looking for domestic tranquility. Right. You know, um, you know, we've got, you know, uh, the pursuit of happiness. You know, we've got all these things, but they're positive things. Right. And that's right. what we need to remember. You know, and I'm going to finish up the podcast with a quote, and it's not a, it's advice, and I'm I'm paraphrasing this because I don't remember it exactly, but it was from Irma Bombeck. Do you remember Irma yes, Bombeck, I remember. Like, a, like an advice columnist? Yes. And she said, you know, it's amazing that this country of ours, America, when we celebrate our independence, we don't march the military in front of our political leaders. We don't blow up our biggest weapons to show off our might and our power. Right. We have picnics with family and we overeat and we indulge and we celebrate the, the gift of the, the blessings of liberty, the blessings of sovereignty that we've been offered. Sure. And what country overeats for patriotism? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, that, you know, I like that. And uh, once again, thanks for having me on uh, your podcast. It's been a treat. Thanks to Joe Moreno, today's co-host. I also want to say thanks to Espy's Candy, our sponsor. If you're looking for a way to treat your team, consider picking up some personalized rock candy from Espy's Candy. E-S-P-E-E-Z Candy.com One thing I missed was the worst advice. The worst advice comes from founding father Ben Franklin, who suggested we take air baths. That's right, instead of a water bath, Sit in front of an open window, an open door naked, and allow the air to bathe you. A big thank you to you, our listeners. Without you, we don't have a podcast. And remember to celebrate liberty. Joe reminded us to talk about politics, use the advice and quotes, and help people understand who we aspire to be. Thank you for listening, and this has been a Bob Tonawanovitz production.